Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. Let me just say that. Willis is accused of having an inappropriate relationship with Wade by one of the co-defendants in the election interference case. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. President Biden has the strongest record to run on that we've seen in a very long time in this country. Whoosh. There is so much enthusiasm here for the president. Anyone who says that the president doesn't have enthusiasm needs to come to New Hampshire. Progressives, moderates, lines outside houses. Oh, yeah. Hey, which line of cocaine is for the bathroom? Whoosh. If I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources, we don't have a clear path to victory. I am today suspending my campaign. Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. It is even a second time. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's Howie Carr. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show here on the eve of the New Hampshire primary. The number, if you wish to join us, is always 844 it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun is the in the final hours. Even though they're saying there's not as much enthusiasm, I think I think they're trying to downplay expectations for Brandon. But I got a couple of stories I want to uh, tell you about first before we get to the New Hampshire primary. First of all, try not to what I'm about to tell you destroy your faith in the integrity of Harvard University, Harvard Teaching Hospital this is the med school, is going to retract papers by top researchers following data falsification probe. The Dana, <laughs> the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in, Brock, in Boston has already initiated six retractions to paper and 31 others are in the process of being <clears throat> corrected. The hospital's research integrity officer, Dr. Barrett Rollins, confirmed to the Harvard Crimson. The uh, the the top researchers include uh, the hospital's CEO, Dr. Laurie Glimcher. Dr. Laurie Glimcher. That's just after. Uh, after Claudine Gay had to resign her post in a, in a plagiarism, anti-Semitism s- scandal. Meanwhile, Harvard University is also uh, has now created a task force to fight anti-Semitism on campus. A, a task force. It's a blue ribbon panel. Paps the blue ribbon panel. The co-chair of the school's newly appointed presidential task force on combating anti-Semitism once declared, quote, veins of hatred run through Jewish civilization, unquote, according to a book he wrote last year. Israel's disposition, dispossession of Palestinians from their land and oppression of those who remain have made it one of the most disliked countries on the planet. Jewish history professor Derek Penzler said in his tome, Zionism, an Emotional State. 
in the days following uh, following Gay's uh, disastrous testimony and then resignation, Penzler publicly downplayed the the uh, rampant anti-Semitism with Muslim uh, mobs uh, terrorizing Jewish students on campus, and said uh, said that uh, that outsiders have exaggerated the issue. I wonder if they've exaggerated the issue about all the uh, all the fabricated medical research going on at uh, Dana-Farber. Meanwhile, the New York City Council has also decided to have an anti-Semitism, uh, an, an anti, uh, a task force, another task force, another Blue Ribbon Commission to combat hate for the uh, city council. The chairman is going to be Shahana Hanif, the first Bangladeshi and woman elected to the city council. Hanif, who's running the anti-hate blue ribbon panel on the city council, voted against a council resolution in April to establish an end-Jew hatred day in New York City that overwhelmingly passed. She was arrested at a uh, pro-Nazi rally in Bryant Park in October while while, uh, anti-Semitic chants were being uh, screamed out by the uh, Muslim foreign freeloading welfare recipients who were there supporting the Nazi genocide against the Jewish state. So this is, uh, this is, these are your latest updates on the uh, Harvard anti-Semitism probes and uh, related anti-Semitism probes. Putting, how Democrat is it to be putting, uh, to be putting anti-Semites in charge of investigating anti-Semitism? Meanwhile, there's a court case going on in, in uh, Atlanta, or Marietta, uh, about the, uh, the DA who wants to put Trump and, and uh, Rudy Giuliani, Mark Meadows, and a bunch of the others in prison for the uh, phony baloney uh, story about the election interference in Georgia. Uh, the super- a superior court judge said, uh, said that he would stay the subpoena for uh, Willis's testimony in a in the divorce case of her uh, boyfriend, special prosecutor, to whom she's paid six hundred and fifty thousand dollars to, and then gone on uh, love trips with him uh, around the world. But you know that's that's what's being played as the lead. But I think the uh, the, the the lead in the story is that uh, Judge Thompson, who took over the case just recently. He set aside an earlier order that sealed records in the divorce proceeding. Thompson took over the Wade divorce case. That's the Nathan Wade is the guy who did the uh, did the did the divorce from a different. He's the guy who's getting a divorce. He's the special prosecutor. He's he's an ambulance chaser. They made him special prosecutor because he's the DA's boyfriend. He took over the divorce case from a different judge who sealed the case records from public view, citing privacy concerns. During the hearing today, Thompson said the other judge erred by not holding a court hearing before issuing that decision. So they've they've all been released. More than 80 80 filings have been released. I'm I'm hoping that we will have these filings uh, within uh, post-haste, let's put it that way. If we do, we will uh, read them to you. And this is is where all the allegations came from because the the records weren't sealed for a while. And they obviously, the uh, lawyers for the Trump defendants got copies of it, but they haven't been able to publicly file anything 
other than what was filed last Friday. I, I know this is kind of like complicated and inside, but I, we're just, with any luck, we're going to get a dump of documents just showing how corrupt the district attorney and her boy toy, who's, uh, who's being paid to, to prosecute, to persecute this case against Trump, is. We should have that forthwith unless they, unless they go and appeal the decision to unseal the documents. And again, you know, you know when this whole thing started a couple of weeks ago, they kept saying, Trump, the Trump defendant's lawyers are, are saying without evidence that, uh, that there's been corruption. The reason they, they, they say there's no evidence is because the records were sealed, but they were open and they got all the, they got everything. So they couldn't exactly quote the documents that had been sealed, but they had copies of the documents. Like Chuck Grassley with the uh, FD 1023 from the FBI saying that the Bidens had been paid $10 million by Burisma in addition to Hunter's contract, $10 million cash. And the FBI said, we don't, we don't have that document. And then Chuck Grassley said, I have that document. They said, well, we'll have to redact it. And he said, I've got an unredacted copy. And so then they let it go. This is the same thing. This is at a civil, at a civil level rather than a, rather than a criminal, geopolitical, treasonous level. But it's the same thing. 844-500-4242, 508 says, Laurie, Laurie Gilm, Gilmcher is Congressman Jake Auchincloss's mother. She is the ex-wife of Hugh Auchincloss, who was Fauci's right-hand man. Who? Wow, that's, I got I to gotta tell the Herald that. That's great. Can you imagine? Now, I, I'm even more shocked now that the, the mother of a Massachusetts rich boy, puke congressman, is now charged with fabricating data. It's, I'm, I'm going to try not to let it destroy my faith in either Harvard University, the Democrat Party, or the city of Newton, where they all come from. 844-500-4242-844-500-4242. Winter is the perfect time to visit the Cape. You don't have to fight the crowds, and you can easily get a dinner reservation. Nosset Beach Inn just opened the rooms for this season and at less than the $200, less than $200 a night. When I visited the Nosset Beach Inn, I knew it was a truly special, one-of-a-kind place on the Cape. You won't believe the views. And it's just all, and it's just all out by itself. Four acres and only 12 rooms in the Sunrise Cottage. Not only an ocean view from every room, but 100 yards from the ocean front on pristine Nosset Beach. Hear the surf all day long. Enjoy the 500,000 BTU fire pits lit year-round to enjoy sunsets and early evenings. One of barbecue on one of the gas grills. There is no better view for lunch, happy hour, or dinner than from the rooms and fire pits at Nosset Beach Inn. The Nosset Beach Inn, they have huge rooms, two queen beds, so if you got little kids, you can take the kids with you. It's family-friendly. It's pet-friendly. It's a great, great place to go for school vacations. Dinner reservations are easy to get this time of year, and it has an ocean view, I repeat, like no other. A short drive to a vacation far away. Nosset Beach Inn. Dot com. I'm Howie Carr. Howie Carr will be right back.
Alicar is back. So, <laughs> so I just checked on uh, Laurie Gil- Glimcher, the, uh, the the Harvard uh, professor, the head of uh, Dana Farber, is the mother of uh, Hugh. Uh, but not Hugh Auchincloss, uh, Jake Auchincloss. He's the and uh, he's the congressman uh, from Newton, who took Joe Kennedy's place. And he went to high school, went to the same high school as uh, Caroline Ellison, who's the convicted felon gal pal of Samuel Bankman Freed. And the father is a guy named Hugh Auchincloss, and he was a chief deputy to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Check out the Wall Street journals for his insider trading. Hugh Auchincloss's insider trading. Auchincloss sauce. (laughs) It would take a heart of stone not to laugh. It is not enough to succeed. Others must fail. More Democrat corruption. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm sure you're shocked as well. 844-500-4242. Please settle this, says 617. Can independents vote tomorrow in the Republican primary? My sister who likes Trump thinks she can't. I think she can. Yes. Yes. If you are, I don't know what they call it. I think they call it unregistered. In Massachusetts, it's called unenrolled. But if you're unregistered or unenrolled or independent, you could just go there to the polling place, to the precinct, and declare that you are now a Republican. You'll be re-registered and it'll be a, you know, you'll have to go to town hall or city hall and change your registration again. But yes, you can vote if you're independent. However, if you are a Democrat, you you only had until October the 6th to re-register. If you if you didn't re-register as a uh, as an independent un, unregistered unenrolled by October 6th, you, you can only vote in the Democrat primaries. That means you can vote for Phillips or uh, the crystal ball lady or, uh, or brand. You can write in Brandon. But, yes, yeah, your, uh, your sister-in-law can indeed vote in the, uh, in, the, in the Republican primary. But she has to announce that she is now a Republican before she can take the Republican ballot. 844 500 42. This, <laughs> this is. I'm just really enjoying this Glimcher stuff. And and the New York Post has figured out that the the uh, that the key down in this uh, court ruling in Atlanta today is that they're going to unseal the divorce records. Let's keep our fingers crossed anyway that they're going to unseal the divorce records. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two eight four four five hundred forty. So you see all those huge crowds Trump got over the weekend. In in uh, in Manchester, uh, that's that's a that's a big big place. That's where he had his uh, election eve rally in 2016, where he announced pulled the pulled the uh, endorsement from Bill Belichick out of his breast pocket. <laughs> I was there that night after doing the show. It was fun. It was a great night. In retrospect, I was kind of depressed that night. I thought Hillary was going to win. I'm sure a lot of you did. I, I admit it. But in retrospect, it was a great night. And uh, so he, he packed that place. He packed the, uh, the, the opera house in, uh, in Rochester. He was in, uh, was he in Portsmouth on Thursday night, I believe? He was on Portsmouth on Thursday night. Then I don't think he did anything on Friday night because he had his uh, mother-in-law's funeral down in uh, Florida. So he didn't, he didn't have an event on Friday night. But he's had all kinds of people with him. And uh, it's just been it's just been a great uh, great time here, eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. 
Uh, I love my pillows products. I sleep with their pillows. I wear their slippers. I dry off with their towels. Now you can enjoy all of their products with great discounts by using the code Howie at MyPillow.com. From pillows, towels, slippers, and even their Giza Dream Sheets, go to MyPillow.com and use code Howie for amazing discounts. Now, as you saw, Tim Scott was in Concord on uh, Friday night, or Saturday night, I guess, endorsing uh, President Trump. And uh, he, he gave a rousing speech. If he'd given those kinds of speeches, he might still be in the fight for president himself. And uh, then he went back to South Carolina, and he asked his girlfriend, who no one had ever heard of till the campaign started, to marry him. And she said yes. And and now people are speculating that that he decided to get married so that so that he would be a more palatable candidate for uh, vice president of the United States. So, Taylor, what is the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is after Senator Tim Scott's surprise engagement at age 58, who's the frontrunner for the GOP VP nomination? Vivek Ramaswamy, Tucker Carlson, Carrie Lake, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Elise Stefanik, Byron Donalds, or Tim Scott? Tim Scott. 21% 21% say Tim Scott, 19% for Elise Stefanik, 16% say either Byron Donalds or Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, by the way, Carrie Lake was in uh, was in Rochester last night, and uh, I, I like Carrie Lake. She didn't have to get married to engage anybody because she's already married. I met the guy that she's married to down at Mar-a-Lago once a couple of years ago, but I was I the only was I the only one who was thinking when I saw her on TV last night uh, before Trump spoke? I thought you were running for the Senate down in Arizona, Carrie. Shouldn't shouldn't you be campaigning in Yuma or Tucson or Phoenix or or somewhere? I mean, what what are you doing in Rochester, New Hampshire? Not that it's a bad place, but it's just I don't know. I don't think she's. I don't think she's going to make it. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Bob, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Howie, how are you? Good. I uh, just wanted to mention that uh, in my town, of course, I'm an I'm an escapee from Massachusetts for the past twenty three years. Thankfully, um, I just wanted to make sure that everybody brings a black ballpoint pen with them. Because in the 2020 election, the town that I'm from, uh, was uh, they had the uh, Sharpies. And then in the 22 uh, midterms, my wife and I confronted them, and they uh, emphatically denied that they even used them in the 2020, but they did. So just bring a black ballpoint pen with you so that you can vote. I think uh, you should bring a black uh, You know, I have a Sharpie and a black ballpoint pen. I, I, would, I would bring both if I were you, just in case, because they, they keep, could keep changing the rules, Bob. But thanks for that advice. We appreciate it. 844-500-4242, What do you think of Nimarada questioning Trump's mental acuity? Well, he did make that mistake the other night. If it, I, I think it was a mistake. He confused Pelosi and Haley. But, you know, there are reasons why he would confuse them. I mean, they're both Democrats, after all.
live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242-844-500-4242-603. I'm undeclared in New Hampshire. I tell them which ballot I want before leaving polling place. I re-register as an undeclared. That's what you used to have to do in Massachusetts, but then they just changed it so you didn't you didn't even have to bother with that. They just let you uh, remain uh, unenrolled. Nine one nine says Tim uh, Tim Scott checks all the boxes. Five zero eight says why isn't Christy Nome governor of South Dakota on today's poll? I had read that she is under cons- I had read that she is under serious consideration for Veep. How how long ago did you read that story? Five zero eight because. Uh, you know, uh, Google Christy Nome and uh, Corey Lewandowski and uh, see if you think uh, she's really under serious consideration. 844-500-4242. Now it's time for Grace's News. Yes, Howie. This is an interesting story out of the Daily Mail. Former January 6th Select Committee deleted more than 100 encrypted files from its probe in the days before Republicans took over the House majority. So there was a lot of controversy over the January 6th committee to begin with because Nancy Pelosi didn't allow certain Republicans to join. So right off the bat, a lot of conservatives felt like this was a bit of a show trial and not something that was going to get to the truth. And now we're finding out even more so that there were problems here. A bombshell new report alleges that just days before the GOP took over the House majority in 2022, over 100 encrypted files relating to the January 6th Capitol riot probe were mysteriously deleted. I heard they only had to do, though, with yoga and Chelsea Clinton's (laughs) wedding. Oh, my gosh. How many emails does Chelsea Clinton's wedding require? Um, In a new interview with Fox News, have you heard of this guy, Howie, Barry Loudermilk, representative from Georgia? I I don't know. I don't know. I I I had never heard of him before, but he described the revelation as bringing the investigation into a new phase. I also liked um, this this part of the story, it says, Loudermilk alleges that a forensics team found that 117 files had either been deleted or encrypted um, on January 1st, shortly before the Republicans took over the investigation that had previously been led by Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney. I, I heard that they have those uh, th- those documents were uh, were taken out of the uh, Capitol and uh, they are now in uh, in storage boxes at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I think yeah. the F- I think that's where the FBI can find them. But this was Or they a- may be or they may be at, be uh underneath uh Brandon's Corvette in uh, Delaware. This was a quote from Loudermilk that I I hadn't heard of this before Howie, but um I do think it's it's something worth noting. It's he said he's using he's speaking about Joe Biden and some of his campaign ads and he said he's using images of the gallows that was erected that's something we've been investigating. It was erected at six in the morning. How in the world did it stay up all day long, right with Capitol Police there? That is something that at first sight somebody should have been taking down, he said. So it seems like he's trying to ask these questions that you would have thought would have been answered within the first couple of days after January 6th. How about uh, what uh, Tucker Carlson was reporting late last week? That that it looks like the uh, the the police knew that these uh, these so-called bombs were planted at the DNC and the RNC national headquarters, but they they didn't have any kind of sense of uh, urgency about taking them down. It was like somebody said, uh, you know, we uh, we just smell some weed smoke coming from over at the park where the hippies are having a uh, 
a, a, a hoot nanny, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that to your point, that's why so many people are skeptical when they hear stories nowadays. It's not because they're conspiracy theorists, but it's because depending on the story, you either get all the information within 45 minutes or right. you get nothing and, and within years. And they're blown out of proportion, making it seem like an alien invasion of Earth. Yeah, or you or get these mysteries. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Absolutely. Uh, another big story today out of California. In-N-Out Burger has officially decided to close their first location ever in Oakland near the airport. They said this decision has been made due to the high crime activity and car break-ins in the area. You know, you know the amazing thing about the In-N-Out, they have a super popular uh, burger chain in, uh, in, in the West. And that, that place in Oakland, I read, is still very profitable. But they, they say they just can't deal with the crime anymore. That it's that like they have the it's it's very big on uh, drive through takeout. And so sometimes now the thugs in Oakland just will come in when like in a lunchtime crowd, just come out with guns and just rob everybody that's waiting in line to buy a burger like like they're in Venezuela or uh, or uh, Mogadishu. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that in and out actually said what the problem is, Howie, because what I find with a lot of these uh, with a lot of these companies, whether it be Whole Foods or Target, they move their locations and then they're so politically correct that they almost have to come up with these euphemisms as to why they're leaving. So they have to say, oh, the foot traffic is changing. The pattern of the shoppers is when in reality, it's what you just said. It's just a lot of crime and a lot of danger to their employees who they don't want to get killed. Yeah, and they said that they said that directly in the release. They said we're still doing very well at this location, but we just can't take the chance of our employees and our customers getting killed at this place. No, I don't blame them at all. Uh, Grace's news is brought to you by Tux Trucks GMC, your Fisher Plow distributor in Hudson, Mass. It has been so cold here. There's still snow on the ground. I think this winter is just kicking into high gear, so you still have time to get yourself a plow. If you need a plow for your half-ton pickup, you can check out the Fisher EZV. It's lightweight but built strong to handle the demands of a New England winter. So check it out at TuxTrucksGMC.com. Howie, something we talked about a little bit earlier today is Biden's response to the border crisis, which has taken a notable shift here. He actually decided to respond to a reporter when asked about the border and whether or not he thinks it's secure. He said, no, it's not. I haven't believed that for the last 10 years, and I've said it for the last 10 years. And then in that way he always does, he leaned his forehead towards the reporter and whispered, give me the money. You know, somebody wrote, a, I think it was Robert Spencer today, said, uh, you know, he, he thought that he'd become, uh, you know, inured to all of Biden's lies. But this was just <laughs> such a breathtaking whopper, he couldn't believe it. I mean, he he doesn't care. It, it's They have the video of him saying in 2022 the border was secure. They have the, the video of him saying in, uh, at a debate in 2019 or 2020, I think they should, should surge the border. And now he has the audacity to say that that he never has believed the border was secure. Then why did he tell everybody to surge the border? Yeah. And Miranda Devine wrote today, and I know a lot of conservatives have pointed this out. He keeps 
he keeps pivoting back to the money, Howie. And this is something we've heard from Eric Adams. We've heard from a lot of Democrat mayors. Just give us more money as if that's the way to fix this problem. And Miranda Devine wrote, it doesn't take money or bipartisan amnesty deals to halt the border invasion. It takes an executive order reinstating Trump's border protections that Biden dismantled on day one. It's just, just amazing that he gets away with this stuff. And is, have there been any fact checks? Because this happened, I think, on Friday when he said this. There haven't been any fact checks. But another thing that uh, Miranda Devine pointed out, which I hadn't really caught on to, is that now when the media reports any migrant deaths under Joe Biden, he's seldom even mentioned in the story. But if he is, the deaths are attributed to the heat or to Texas Governor Greg <laughs> Abbott. So he doesn't get blamed for anything anymore by the way did you see that uh that uh, brandon johnson the mayor of chicago is now reported to be having panic attacks and having had to have ambulances come and pick him up because he's so he's so uh distraught and uh, can't handle the pressure oh i didn't see that i did so- see. sounds like another mayor from the chicago area that that has panic attacks yeah, and I, I also saw today, Howie, that, um, or I heard this today on the Morning Wire, that in New York City, uh, they're they're starting to deal with a lot of the problems that come with having people with no shelter because they're running out of room. And there was one person who I think was like a sanitation department person who said he thought he was picking up a cup of old discarded hot chocolate, and that was not what it was, and that's becoming more common. They're finding human feces and urine in cups all over New York City, which, as David Marcus was pointing out, when you have such a densely packed area and unsanitary conditions, it can lead to a lot of health issues for people, which is really scary. Another story, how a Sundance shut down by anti-Jewish protesters chanting genocide. Also, did you see how over the weekend that Chuck Schumer and I think his daughter were uh, dealing with these protesters as well? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, so is this the daughter that's a lesbian? I, I have no idea. I'm not familiar with Chuck Schumer's children. But I did see that they were going to a, a dinner, and these protesters found him and started chanting. So in this case, it says, Sundance shut down, says the far-left deadline. Pro-Palestinian protesters close main streets. A hundred protesters chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, is not pro-anything. It is an open call for genocide against it's the Israeli Nazi. people. Those are Nazis. Stop, stop calling them pro-Palestinians. Call them what they are. They are Nazis. Absolutely. So just another thing. It's it's amazing how they're, they're finding all of these events. Like, it, it started at Christmas time, Howie, with the Christmas tree lightings and the, you know, the carolers and people taking pictures of Santa Claus. And now they've moved on to film festivals, I guess. How and, you know, here's here's uh, Chuck Schumer. You know, he, he, he's all in favor of these open borders and bringing in these people because they're going to accept him as the great white father, you know. And now and now all these Mideast uh, people are uh, in, in, living in New York City, you know, um, you know, dreaming of uh, blowing up the uh, whatever uh, is next after the uh, trade, the trade towers. And, they, and now they're going after him. Don't they understand who brought them all into the country and put them on welfare? Where is their gratitude? Grace? But, Howie, you should also, I mean, don't discredit here the white liberals who are making up a huge chunk of this. Every time I see pictures of these protesters, there's a lot of Ivy League, Silver Spoon, you know, Wellesley liberal types who are part of the pro-Palestine movement. 
but I think the leaders the leaders are the uh, are the the ones that uh, came over here on the full Sarniev's. Howie, I will be back in a little bit for Hate Mail Monday. All right, 844-500-4242-207. If he needs more money from the border, why not take the money from all the welfare they're giving to the illegals? Exactly. Exactly. They're they're talking 12 million people, 12 million foreign freeloaders into the country under his watch. And and at least 11.5 million of them will be on welfare of one form or another. Even if it's just, you know, uh, free medical care at the emergency room, we all know how much medical care costs. Food stamps, Section 8 housing, the Medicaid, the uh, ESL, the uh, services, the the free lawyers, the free free lawyers when they're arrested for uh, drive-by shootings or machete slayings or honor killings, whatever they're into. 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242-508. Geez, Howie, lesson learned. I took your suggestion and searched on Christy Nome and Corey Lewandowski, which led me to Vanity Fair and references to the Daily Mail. Thank you. I should have remembered something you occasionally remind your listeners of. 844-500-4242. The Daily Mail breaks more stories than any newspaper in America, including the New York Post. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Wait, that's not quite true. The way to a man's heart is through his pillow. Get your loved one something special from MyPillow for Valentine's Day. There's a sweetest candy deal for you right now with MyPillow's incredible Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as little as $29.98. A set of pillowcases only $9.98 and a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. Don't let love hurt. Get your loved ones the luxurious Giza Dream Sheets today by going to MyPillow.com or by calling 800-658-4965, code Howie. Don't just take my word for it. If you don't love it, you can always return it with MyPillow's 60-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-658-4965 or go to MyPillow.com. And don't forget to use the code Howie. I'm Howie Carr. Adding your two cents is easier than ever. Call Howie at 844-500-4242 or text the word Howie followed by your message to 617-213-1066. The Howie Car Show is back. 844-500-4242. So Trump's rally today is, or tonight, is in uh, Laconia, uh, New Hampshire, in the Lakes District. And he's going to be joined by uh, Vivek, Doug Burgum, who uh, briefly ran... He's the governor of North Dakota. He announced he's not going to be seeking a third term. And Tim Scott. Do you think Tim Scott will be bringing his fiance along with him? <laughs> 844. Does he double date with Cory Booker and his girlfriend, by the way? I, I, I'm sure he does. It's, it isn't love grand. And this is just, we're coming up on 
Valentine's Day, too, on top of everything else. 844-500-4242. Dave, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, Howie. Um, I really enjoy listening to the show since I get rid of cable. I don't have cable. That's so I listen to the show a lot more often. But I'd like to call about, I'm calling about uh, Austin. Uh, yes. Lloyd Austin. He, um, this, this, he wouldn't make a mistake like this. He's a highly decorated infantryman man from the Army. He wouldn't have made a mistake like this. This, this was on purpose. He's trying to say something. He's saying, I am not in control of our Defense Department. Who is it? Well, I mean, what he said publicly, Dave, it's, is it a bad thing that he's not in control of our Defense Department? I mean, he's just, he seems to just be into, uh, you know, the, the boogeyman of white supremacy and uh, that sort of thing. And the, that's, why the, that's why the enlistment numbers have collapsed under him. And he, wasn't, he the, wasn't he the Secretary of Defense during the Afghanistan disaster? I mean, true, but he's a highly decorated soldier. He's sending up. Who's in control of our military? I'll tell you. Who. Take it. Take a pick. Is it Black Lives Matters? Is it Hamas? Is it the Alphabet people? I I don't I don't know who's it. I don't know who's in charge of it. But I mean, like he's he's certainly allied with the uh, the forces of the far left Democrat Party. I mean, he was he was out, and then his deputy was apparently on vacation down in the Caribbean, and she didn't feel compelled to come back to Washington when he was, uh, when he was in, incapacitated. It's crazy. And now, you know, you know what else is terrible? These, these two missing uh, SEALs, which who have now been declared deceased, I mean, they, they have not really come clean. And, you know, Rick Grinnell, the uh, former uh, Trump uh, national security guy and ambassador to Germany, he's been, he's been tweeting about this. He says it's a national disgrace that, that no, one in the, no one in the mainstream media is, is interested in finding out what happened to these two guys. They were apparently trying to uh, interdict a, uh, a ship down in the... Uh, down in the Straits there, or the Red Sea, uh, which was uh, delivering Iranian weapons to the Houthis to use against our shipping, and uh, something went wrong, and and now they're dead, and uh, and no one no one wants to talk about it. It's it, it's just it, it, the, everything across the board is a complete disaster, and now we now they say the Houthis are a, are a terrorist group again. The first thing he did when he got into when he was installed as president was he took them off the designated terrorist list because Trump had just put them on there. So he takes them off. Then he bombs them a couple of weeks ago, and and they're still not on the terrorist list, even though we're bombing them. Now they're on the terrorist list again. And he says, "Oh, of course they were. They've always been terrorists." And they ask him, "Is the bombing working?" No, it's not working. And by the way, this weekend. Several uh, U.S. troops, uh, another uh, uh, Iranian proxy group, bombed uh, bombed U.S. bases in Iraq, and and several U.S. military suffered brain injuries. Brain injuries. What the hell is he? What what is uh, Biden doing about that? Nothing. Nothing. The the Iranians were under control when Trump was president. He kept saying it. He kept talking about it this weekend, and it's true. They were broke. He had all their money tied up. They couldn't do anything. Their hands were tied. Now they've got all the money from Biden and Obama. And they're running amok. I'm Howie Carr.